Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined today by Mike McNamara. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kirk. We are talking about uh, a new year and we're... Um, Trying to get, trying to help folks get squared away uh, with their financial plan, and we were talking about, um, you know, a couple of high level things, you know, things, you know, for folks that already have a plan, just some some checklist items and things to things to remember, uh, and then we started to get into some uh, some details. We were talking about cash flow, um, and we were going to start maybe, you know, we talked about budgeting a little bit. Um, and then maybe dive a little bit into details as far as uh, as far as budgeting and, and debt management uh, and, and things like that. Uh, so I think the the next item that we we were going to chat about um, was kind of to dive a little bit more into to credit cards. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the cash flow is critical. You you got to get that squared away one way. <laughs> Whether you have a plan or not, you got to you got to get yeah. that squared away one way or another. So yeah, I think we should probably spend some more time on it. So so. Um, I, I, you know, we talked about bank statements uh, and, and, and emergency reserves. And again, if you just tuned in, one checking account, one savings account with enough money be, be okay for six months is probably a good start. Uh, the ch- charge cards, uh, it, it, it's just so easy to spend that money and it's just so expensive uh, and, and, and nobody tracks that. Uh, I, 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 I think that despite the fact that every store on the planet has their own charge card and their own bonus points and their own... I get a headache with yeah, all the, yeah. the deals, okay? Uh, so, folks, if uh, if you have a charge card and it's giving you back money in one way, shape, or form, my question is, whose money do you think that is and who was paying for it? Okay. Okay. If, if somebody's going to give you $300 back for your airline ticket because you have air miles, were they giving you that money or did you already pay them and they were giving some of that back? Mm. So, sort of a thing. Well, about the costs sort of thing. So I, I you know, I, I, everybody is heading down that marketing route, route with the points or whatever. Well, by the way, it just means it costs more. It's pretty uncomplicated, folks. It just means it costs more. So I think if you had one charge card, 
could. I was just going to ask you. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't say that specifically. <laughs> so are you? Uh, yeah. So 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 one checking account, uh, yeah. one savings account, yep. one credit card, one chart chart. That, okay. okay. First of all, okay. it's a little bit easier to track your life if you do that way. Yes. Oh wait a minute. My Bloomingdale's charge. I get this, or my Target charge. I get. Uh, I I'm sorry. You know. Okay. If if you can track all that stuff, and if it's part of a plan, and you monitor it, and you're good, fine. But who? You know, if you got six charge cards, how do you, how the heck do you know? I, and by the way, if your husband has six and you have twelve, who knows? Yeah. Work, okay. I have. I certainly have personal experience yeah. in this uh, yeah. that I could. Yeah. I won't. Uh, I won't get into too I, much I, detail I, I, on the radio. It's, it's but, okay. Uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's less complicated, easier to track. Okay. Maybe not. By the way, I have a. Uh, but you can a, you can save ten percent on this purchase if you open yeah. a, a credit card the, with us today. The, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I wonder. And, who's but if pay? I'm spending fifty dollars, let's see. So that's five dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any, anyway, it's it's just easier to monitor. Yes. Okay. And monitoring is critical. Uh, you know, I have a, a charge card, air miles kind of a card I've had forever, but it also goes for travel and, so, and the way it's a it's a it's a visa whatever sort of thing and. Bottom line is that, uh, you know, you, you get certain credits for travel and less credits if you just buy whatever. But, you know, it, it, you can't find a card without that those deals there. Any. So whether it's air miles or whether it's this, you know, get one that you're comfortable with, okay, and just move on. It's just way, way, way too complicated. And, and I'm, and just another another reason is, you know, I'm, and I'm maybe I'm overly paranoid, but like, I don't want to have these things out there that I can't monitor and I'm not keeping track of. And it's like, you know, if things yeah. show up there, I might not catch it or, yeah. you know, so, I, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and obviously people can always open a credit card in your name and you don't know about it anyway, yeah. but, yep. but, but don't do it to yourself. You yep. know, don't, don't open a bunch of cards and then just kind of lose track of them and yep. then who knows what's going on. And then, you know. Yep. So, so if it's, possible, folks. Okay, think about just one charge card. Okay, and and by the way, if you think you're getting deals on the other charge cards you have, no, you're not. You're paying for it. And, and some of them have annual fees yeah. that you're paying, yeah. and you know, yeah. just just to have them. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, if you ever have an opportunity, I'm, I'm not suggesting one does anything illegal here. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you ever have an opportunity to talk with a vendor and say. Can I give you a charge card or will I give you cash? The vendor will say you could give me cash and it's probably a little bit less than the charge card number sort of a thing. Okay, that, that's I'll just go as far as that. Mm. Okay, and, and if the, you know, but, you know, if you're in business, you pay Visa or the privilege of being in that way. I don't know what the percentages are. Is that what, two, three, four? You have any, I, I have that, no idea. That, that, that the credit card company makes, yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, a yeah, percent I, or two. I, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, it yeah. might be more sort yeah, of a thing, but, yeah. but there's nothing free. Okay, for folks, it's just nothing free. Don't kid yourself, sort of a thing. By the way, if you had a charge card, if the average charge card rate is 16% and you got a plain vanilla one that doesn't give you too much and it's 12, hmm, maybe maybe there's an easy choice there given the circumstances. But I digress too far. One charge card, yeah, do whatever you want for mileage or this, that, the other thing. But I'm just sorry. It's just so easy to spend money in so many places and so hard to track. I, you know, just, you know, my personal, you know, view is, I mean, I have one car that I use for everything and pay it off every month. Yep. And I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. And I think that that's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if it ever got to the point where I couldn't pay it off every month, I would have to <laughs> reevaluate by my Your spending, my spending. Yes. Yes. Uh, but till this point, you know, I've never carried a balance. And so I'm, you know, so I'm certainly comfortable using a card. Yeah. I'm not I'm telling people not to use a card. Yeah. I just, uh, just don't over extend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's, it's so simple to fix ca- negative cash flow. Spend less or make more. Mm. Okay, end of story. Moving along. Okay, uh, let's talk about debt because that's also a a, a place that people can get messed up in pretty easily. So under that cash flow, you probably make a mortgage payment every month, folks. I'm going to guess most people have them. Okay, and it's been kind of cool. Mortgage rates are, if you're a, if you have a mortgage, you're happy. If you have a savings account, you're not. I guess that's kind of the way it works. <laughs> okay. If you're borrowing money, you're happy. If you're uh, trying to invest money and get interest, you're probably not with these low interest rates. Uh, but, right. you know, I, I, do, do you think everybody in the world is now refinanced down to wherever based on the, I mean, what, uh, what what's your sense of the folks uh, you're working with in terms of that? For the most part, yes. Yeah. But uh, every once in a while, I come across somebody that still has a, you know, a, a four or a five, which 
obviously it doesn't isn't terrible. Yeah, but yeah. but if you can shave off a few yeah, points, yeah. and depending on where yeah. you are in the, in the cycle, it, yeah. it, it makes a difference. But uh, yeah, it's rare. Most, most yeah. people have have caught on and have refinanced. But um, <laughs> for the few people that haven't done, it, I think it's more of just because it is a hassle. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of. Paperwork. paperwork. It's a lot of uh, hoops to jump through, but yep, yep. Uh, but hey, I mean, if you can save yourself thousands of dollars in interest, um, you know, a year, you know, per year, yep. it, it is probably worth it, and it's, it's worth taking a look at. Yeah, and, and and let's we'll we'll do refinance first, and then taking out an initial mortgage for a home purchase second. But for a refinance, okay, uh, let's see, what does the advertising say? Reduce your monthly payments, okay, or okay, or 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 take t- you know the one that I. Can't stand is take take some money out of your home and, and do the thing you know do the things that you deserve. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, or, that you deserve yeah, exactly. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. So so on the refinance. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the, the, here are some of the sins of refinancing, folks. Okay. So one of them is, well, I'm going to refinance my hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but I need another ten. Okay, to do the roof or or to do the driveway or whatever. Okay, so one of the sins of refinancing is is adding adding to it. Okay, for something like a, you know a ten thousand dollar roof. Well, I don't know how long it would. Well, well, that that's that's one sin. Another sin is oh, I've got a, a high interest charge card loan for ten thousand dollars. I'm going to fold it into my refinance and just pay three percent versus twelve. Well, or, or fifteen. And well, if your charge card's paying fifteen and you have a good balance, okay. Um, if you move it to a three percent mortgage, okay. After five years, I'm being very simplistic. It was cheaper mm-hmm. to just pay off the fifteen percent because paying three percent for five. I, this is very simplistic, but I mm-hmm. get you. Okay, it, it it often does not make sense to fold short-term high-interest rate debt into a long-term, easy-to-pay loan. Oh, my payments are smaller. Yeah, and the amount of interest you pay is you know, bigger. You know, just as a counterpoint, I mean, yeah. there, you know, some people might be in a situation that maybe unforeseen. You, you might have to do where, that. Where, they, yeah. where cash, yeah. you know, they need to yep. do whatever they can to, yep. to help their cash flow situation. Yeah. So if, that, if, yeah. if, you, if you have no option, no, yeah. n- no argument, yeah. okay? Yeah. But... You know, oh, I'll get rid of the 12% and do three. Well, how long is it going to take you to pay off the three? You, you just, you know, if you had a, a car loan, car loans are perfect. If you had a 5% car loan for five years and you had a you know, 1% mortgage, well, the 1% is cheaper. Well, you just you just took a five-year loan and made it maybe 30, depending on the mortgage. So you, you got to think about that. But fo- folding money in for additional things or paying off debts that you owed before, you just got to be yeah. ca- careful about that in the refinance world. And, and then the other thing about the refinance world, uh, and I hate the advertisements too, lower your payments, take a vacation or something, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, b- bottom line, folks, is when you did refinance, what was the term that you refinanced to? Okay. I, I don't know what the numbers are now, but I think people own five or six homes in America over their lifetime on average. Okay. Okay. And I think people refinance four or five or six times. But let, let's just forget the buying the home. If you're going to refinance four or five times in your life, okay, and if every time you refinance out to 30 years to keep the payments low, how's that looking for retirement? You know, kind of given the circumstances. If, if you do refinance, by the way, if you had a financial plan in place, you could probably ask your certified financial planner practitioner, okay, um, how much, you know, how, how many years should I refinance to so that I can be without a mortgage and be okay in retirement? May, by the way, maybe you keep your payments the same and it disappears faster. Right. Or maybe you throw right. an extra hundred bucks a month in there and you retire a year earlier. I mean, th- just just th- think about what's, they make it so easy to live in the now, okay, for cheap, low payments there, yeah, versus if, the future. If you think about it, yeah. you know, these, you know when, you, when you get these advertisements, they're not necessarily in your best interest, uh, right? No. They're, they're they're trying they're trying to make. <laughs> what do you mean, not necessarily? These are these are sales things, right? These are these are sales things. They're trying to make money, right? They're you're, trying. They're tr- being kind. They're yeah. trying to make interest yeah. on on your you know on your money, and 
they, you know, they frame it in such a way yeah. that, you know, you know, you should do this or you yeah. deserve to do this and, and why not do this? And, yeah. but it's, it's not necessarily in your best or probably, probably not in your best interest. Yeah. By the way, if you saved $500 a month on your payments, increase your retirement plan contribution by 500 bucks, do, do, do something with the money. Yeah. But if, if you're doing something with money just to get rid of debts or to buy extra stuff, then you didn't go anyplace. Yeah. You, you, you didn't take advantage of that. Okay. So, so please, please, oh, please, oh, please, your mortgage is one of probably the biggest financial, you know, negative you're going to have in your life. Just be careful about refinancing and how that stuff works. That, that, that's all. Just please be careful about that. Okay. Uh, and, and the, and the same logic applies to just buying a home. Forget about refinancing. If you own four homes in your life and you never refinanced, you know, is, is the next home bigger or smaller? Probably bigger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it is the mortgage that you take out the next time bigger or smaller? Okay. Oh, I think we have a caller. All right. Okay. Well, let's see. Somebody named Sharon. Hmm. Hey, Sharon. How are you this morning? <laughs> Good. How are you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're Happy not dumping on the real estate industry, Sharon McNamara, right? <laughs> no, you're not. But you know, I've been listening as I've been uh, quarantining here a little bit. Ooh, home, fun. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's been, you know what? I'm so organized now, it's painful. All so. right, all right. <laughs> Ask me where anything is, I can find it. All right, so but, what um, have we said that's got you to call this morning there, Sharon? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it's really interesting how you're talking about, you know, people refinancing and what they're doing with the money. And I remember, you know, back in the day when people were refinancing, we called it phantom income because the property values had gone up so much and people are like, oh, great, look at all this free money I have. So they were taking the money and, you know, doing the cruises, buying the boats, buying the campers, doing all these things. But then when the market crashed and the value of their house wasn't there anymore, they had nothing to show for it because the trips were gone. And I guess my worry, I'm glad you're bringing it up now, is because this past year we saw, you know, home values increase by emotional value. Mm. So with rates still being low, the threat of, you know, the interest rates going up, mortgage rates going up, I wonder if people are going to now say, oh, look, my house is worth $200,000 more than I thought it was going to be and start doing that refinance again. I hope people don't do it again. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay. We, I mean, it, it's, you know, people just have to be careful and be on top of their situations. And, and when people, it comes to mortgage and stuff, a lot, a lot of people aren't right. I mean, Uh Sharon, what was the, do you know, like for, for 2021, like what, what the rate of increase on home prices was roughly? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. Um, we did talk about it on Tuesday, but I definitely was in COVID head. Um, so, um, but there definitely is a huge increase. I mean, I think it was like 19 or 20 percent or something like that nationwide some some big stupid number okay sort of yeah, yeah i can definitely find that for yeah, you yeah. um but you know even around here you know if you just even think about the south shore i mean houses were on the market for 679 and selling for 857 yeah. you know like yeah. 200,000 dollars over asking yeah. so yeah. You know, everybody's taxes, by the way, in two years will be going up, their property taxes, because yeah. their assessment will be going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based yeah. on, you know, because that's based on two-year prior sold. So... You know, and Don't that, spend the money yeah. yet. <laughs> and, right. that, and that brings up another point, uh, which we'll get to in a little while here probably. But, you know, um, pe- people figure, uh, oh, I'm, uh, this is an investment. The equity of my home is getting bigger uh, and I can use it in retirement. And it, it's just, uh, you know, it, that's, I won't say that's a myth, but for a lot of people that doesn't work. When, when you know, for the folks we meet and we work with and we work through their lives in retirement, uh, a vast majority of the folks that we work with, uh, when they downsize, they don't do it by price. They, they just uh-huh. buy a smaller, nicer home. Okay, and so if if folks are planning on using the equity in their home to live or for income. I, I have a newsflash for most of them because that's not the way it seems to be going, at least with the people we work with sort of a thing. You, you got any take on that, by the way, some of the folks you talk to with? Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, I mean, we're finding that people can't even do a downsize, which we call right-sizing, yeah. right? That, it, I love that it, term, it, by the way, right-size. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it's not a downer because you're going down. Yeah. It's just that next chapter. But, 
you know, what we're seeing is is that people can't, there's nowhere for people to go for a lower amount of money. It's a lateral move, yeah. or in some instances, it's even more. There, you want yeah. that there you fancy go. condo up yeah. on a hill, and you want the granite and the stainless and all these things. Well, the price is there because... The cost of land is more, the cost of engineering is more, the cost of permitting is more. So there really is no such thing. I have been telling people to stay in their homes. I mean, Mm. you know, the boomer generation or people, I'm like, you know, make this first floor a bedroom and you'll be all set because it doesn't make sense to spend everything that you have just to be lateral. Mm. Yeah, that, you know, that just confirms what we see. The, the you know, the I don't know the percentages, but I'll make some up. The amount of folks who actually took money out of a right-sizing, to use your term, is a uh-huh. pretty small percentage of the folks we work with, okay? And the amount of people who spend more is probably about 10%, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. And, and the red, you're right, it's a lateral move, which means that you couldn't use your home equity you could use it to live in your home, but you couldn't use it for income if you happen to have needed that. And and, and that's fine it's as long as people know that when they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s, if you know what I mean. That's Those are the people uh-huh. we're talking to here. So, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is uh, slightly off topic, but Sharon, I was just kind of curious. Do you, like over the past year or two, have people, do people, st- are people still concerned about trying to do stuff to fix up their property before they sell it or, or not as much? Yeah, and you know, this past year, we uh, the advice I've been giving people is don't bother because yeah. there's no inventory, so buyers will buy just about anything, you know? So the sellers really are in the driver's seat. I'd say right now, this time of year, I think that the buyers have a little more, um, they have a little more control right now um, just because there aren't as many out. But we've already seen one of my properties went on the week before Christmas very, very slow. This week on one day, Wednesday, we had nine showings on this one property. Mm. So people are waking up again. But yeah, you don't have to do anything to the house. I guess that was my that was my guess, but I just you know because people I, we always talk to clients and like oh I'm going to sell my house but I got to do all this stuff first. I'm like well do you really you know like you know I just I just never know what they're going to get yeah, back. You, on you that. don't get most of that yeah. money back anyway. It always so, makes yeah. me nervous. That's yeah. interesting. I'm yeah. like talk to yeah. Yeah, like talk to a realtor yeah. first before you do that. And, and Sharon, just, okay, here's just a question. Okay, uh, of the the folks that have bought homes, okay, uh, and, and it was their second or third home. So these folks are in their 40s or 50s. Uh, what percentage of those folks in your mind don't do 30-year mortgages? Oh, yeah. Just a guess. I, yeah. I understand you probably don't track that, but you know, if yeah, any, anybody north of 50 who buys a home that you've seen, okay, and, and they did the mortgage, okay, what percentage of mortgages do you think were not 30-year mortgages? We're not. Yeah. Oh, that's a lower number. Yeah, yeah. I would say twenty to twenty-five percent. All right, so it's super. Okay, eight, so or even lower. Yeah. So, so th- there's my point. So, if you're correct, seventy-five percent of the people who are fifty years old or older do a thirty-year mortgage. Well, if they retire at six sixty-five, they got fifty. They got fifteen yeah, years well, left, right? Mm-hmm. Hello. You know? I'm telling you, Michael. I mean, I was looking at some of these properties. There was one right around the corner from you that my office had, and um, well, I, that, I just that's a lovely home. Finally. They sold it, it, right? Yeah. Yes, they did for over a million dollars. And I looked at it, I, I guess, you know, I don't really want to get into the, all the numbers, yep, yep, but when yep. I looked at the mortgage and it was north of $750,000 for a mortgage. And, and were these people plus or minus age 50? Um, I would say probably just right about there. Okay, so, so yeah. you got a $700,000 mortgage for fifteen year, for 30 years and, you, and you're 50 years old. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Think about, I, I mean, know. Who, who's thought about that? Sharon, we just got about a minute or two. We're not rushing you off right now, but any other comments you want to make before we get that ding-dong on the break thing? No, I just think that, you know, my hope, I guess, for 2022 is, you know, I think that the inventory is still going to remain low, but I'm really hoping that the buyers don't get reckless the way that they did um, in 2021. In that spring market, it was it was reckless. I could not think of a better word. Wow, wow. And a lot of buyers' remorse. Mm. So it's now that you're settled down. I mean, the comps we're using now, if you think about it, I'm using numbers for the last six months sold properties for the last six months. That's when everybody was making irrational, emotional decisions because, I don't know, they felt they needed to. But that's what the values of the houses are now starting at. And I just feel like, I wish we could see the appraised value because these houses didn't appraise at that. People came to the table with equity from the house they sold. 
Yeah. Sharon, the one thing I get, the one thing you said that was stunning as far as my point is that, okay, here's, folks, are you listening here? Here's a seasoned real estate professional telling some people who are near retirement, just add a bedroom and don't sell your home. You want to think, you want to think about that? If you're a listener here, think about that. That, That's unbelievable. Okay. But, but accurate. Okay. Hey, Sharon, thanks for the call. We got to go. We got to take a break, but thanks, Sharon. All right. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Perfect time on on the break, right? That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, take a break here. Uh, this is uh, Kirk Reed and Mike McNamara uh, from McNamara on Money. Uh, we will be right back. Are you ready to get organized? Let's consolidate those old accounts and make sure your investment strategies are appropriate. This is Kirk Reed, a certified financial planner with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Find out more at McNamaraFinancial.com. We are back. Uh, you're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined uh, today by Mike McNamara, senior partner uh, at McNamara Financial. Um, we are talking about uh, you know year-end review, new year uh, planning. Uh, we do have a couple of checklists. Uh, we have a shorter version, and then we have a longer uh, a longer version with a couple of articles. And, 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 and roaring commentary. And roaring commentary yes. from yeah. the senior partner himself. <laughs> uh, so if you would like uh, either of those, uh, you can email uh, questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com uh, and we can uh, send those to you. Uh, so, alright, back to the uh, business at hand. We are commenting and giving uh, advice on, uh, on cash flow, on cash flow yeah. and budgeting and uh, debt management uh, we were just talking uh, about uh, mortgages uh, that's one of the, you know one of the biggies yeah. um, and also talking about uh, charge cards uh, and I think now we were going to kind of hop over to um, I, I equity want, loans yeah. and equity lines of credit other, other forms of mortgages. other forms of you know, but before yeah. the end of this show and it's flying along Home equity loans, home equity lines, college loans, and then we'll, if we get that, we'll get get the other car and boat loans and stuff like that. So anyway, so so and by the way, folks, uh, we're either pointing out sins that you've made that you can hopefully correct, and or we're telling you not to make these mistakes going forward. <laughs> Wherever you fit is fine, but as long as we're helping you out here, thinking about these things, okay? So a home. Equity, we, and we can we could absolve you of your sins if yeah, if you yeah if you need a plan. You know, yes, yeah, and, and you know some people. I think you know what it is. It's an emotional thing. I mean, most folks don't have a good handle on all the areas that they got to worry about anyway, and you get kind of nervous and you start feeling things aren't so good, and then you don't even want to look at it and you close your eyes. And folks, that's. You, you got to get over that, okay? Because the longer you don't pay attention, the worse it gets, and the deeper the hole gets. If 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 you're heading down that that dark rabbit hole, if you will. So so e- even though it's scary and it, yeah, folks, who who else is going to worry about you? Okay, so so please, you know, take some of the things we're talking about to heart here, and trying to get on a trying to get on a mission to to make some changes and adjust and be okay. Because ain't nobody holding your hand for the rest of your life. The government's giving away money these days, but probably not forever and probably not enough you know and uh and that's a whole other story i don't want to go there right Mm now all right so home so don't do any sins on the mortgage but home equity loans okay so there's a difference between a home equity loan and a home equity line so i'm going to do the a home equity loan is like a second mortgage that's the best way i would say that let's say it's going to cost me thirty thousand dollars to do a new roof i don't have the money uh, I go down to the bank and say, what can you do for me? And they'll say, yeah, we can lend you uh, $30,000 against your home. We'll call it a second mortgage. And on this deal, you know, we'll uh, we'll do a 10-year loan at 3%. I'm making up the numbers sort of a thing. But folks, it's, so it's a, it's a separate mortgage, usually smaller, or hopefully mm, so, yeah. <laughs> than the primary mortgage, okay, and it works exactly the same. It has a time frame that it goes. There's a certain amount of principal and interest payments along the way that do not change, and presto, when it's over, it's over, sort of a thing, okay? Uh, And a home equity loan, okay, is just one other way to borrow money on top of your mortgage if you need to do that. So and, and, that's, and, and that's a fixed, uh, fixed a rate fixed, of interest. A fixed rate that doesn't move. Right. Thank you yep. for that. Okay, so, so it's just an option uh, 
if you get into trouble, I guess would be the say, or if you want to buy a $30,000 boat and you think you can afford to do that in your life's plan or whatever. Okay, sort of a thing. So so that's how they work. Okay. Uh, and it, it's, it's a perfectly appropriate tool. My only point, as long as you can afford it and you can know you afford it and it works out in your life plan and your, and your future retirement plan. No, no biggie. Okay. Okay. The tricky one is the home equity line of credit. And we folks in the business like to call them HELOCs because we like to speak strange languages yeah. and impress people when we talk to them about stuff like yeah. that, you know. But anyway, home equity line of credit. So this is, <clears throat> some bankers will take exception to this, but this is basically a charge card against your home. It just looks like a checkbook. How's that for a description, huh? Yep. Okay. So a charge card, folks, is a line of credit. If you have a Visa charge card uh, with Capital One, okay, and uh, you charge $5,000 for something, you just borrowed $5,000 from Visa, okay? Uh, And then the next month, they'll send you a statement and they'll say, oh, by the way, you borrowed $5,000 They'll charge you some interest, and you have to pay a little bit of that back. It might be two hundred bucks. I'm making up a number. Well, how great is this? I spent five thousand bucks. I only have to pay two hundred back. Yeah, probably for the rest of your life. But that's another story, given <laughs> yeah. the circumstances. Yeah. But understand that a charge card is a line of credit. Okay, somebody agreed to give you some money. Okay, you can pay it back. Okay, it minimally. Okay, their rules. Or you can accelerate, you pay it all back in a week, you can pay it all back over two, you can come up with your own plan to pay it back, okay, on top of But they're okay with you taking your time. They are absolutely okay with you taking your time, because you're just compounding that in. Well, how good is this? You know, at, at, uh, what's an interesting line, uh, what's a line of, what is it, like 3%? A line of credit these days? what do you see? I would say it's... I don't know, three and a half, all yeah, right. three, three and a half. So, I don't all know. right, I don't so, know. so here's, here's the math. Okay, so you can take a $5,000 bill, okay, 3.5% interest divided by 12. The monthly interest is 15 bucks. Hi. I, don't, I bought a $5,000 thing. It cost me 15 bucks, and maybe they add another 15 for principal just because of whatever sort of a thing. Yeah. How cool is this? Not cool at all. It comes back and bites you if you're not careful, <laughs> careful about it, folks, okay? But it's so easy. Well, that's how your home works, okay? If you've got a $600,000 home and a $300,000 mortgage, you've got $300,000 worth of equity in your home. You could head down to the bank, uh, the, almost any bank on the planet, and say, hey, can I get a home equity line of credit from you folks? And they'll look at it and say, uh, how much did you want? And, and your answer should be well, as much as you can give me. And I don't know what the guidelines are these days. They change all the time. But if you've got $300,000 worth of an equity line, uh, of equity, you could probably go what fifty or sixty percent. I was going to say about next, half. Yeah, I, about, I think half. about half. Right, is so, about right. Yeah. So, folks, we're just making this up. So, okay, so okay, so geez, I got three hundred thousand dollars in equity. They're going to give me a checkbook, and I can write checks for up to one hundred fifty thousand bucks. So, and that you know that kind of goes back to the point you know Sharon was just making about you know home how price, cool is this? Home prices being over, you know inflated, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's even bigger now. So, right? yeah. and, and the reason they only give you fifty percent yeah. is because they're trying to give themselves a little wiggle room, some wiggle room yeah. in, ca- in case values do come yeah. down before they take your house, right? And yeah. so, okay. <laughs> if you yeah, if you take fifty percent of a much bigger number, and then things do come down, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. so you just yeah. got to be careful. Okay, about, so, yeah. so so please do not get confused. It works just like a charge card, except it's like writing checks. The only problem is you can get into a lot more trouble with an equity line of credit because the numbers are bigger. Mm. You know, the charge cards, what, what do you got? A $10,000 ceiling on your line of credit? Maybe 20. Yeah, you know, maybe on, 20? On side, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, not 150. Right. You can really hurt yourself yeah. writing checks for 150,000 yeah. if you don't pay, pay attention. So, so please, oh, please. Okay. It's a useful tool in some regards for some things. By the way, we would generally say to folks that we're working with, oh, by the way, get an equity line of credit on your home. Don't use it. But get, get an equity line of credit in your home. It's like insurance, just in case something really bad happens that might be more than your emergency reserves could cover or something like that. So one, you know, very interesting, you know, a piece of feedback that I've gotten from clients yeah. 
is they don't want to have that temptation. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. And I respect that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, because we because we do often you know recommend yep. it. It's particular. You know. Yeah. Circumstance uh, depending, yeah. Yeah. but for people that I've mentioned, some people they were like, you know, I don't want to have yeah. that checkbook laying around and, the house, knowing they, that I can do if that. If they yeah. know that, that's good. Yeah. By the way, yeah. so so uh, we, I would out of the box say this is a backup to your emergency reserves. Just just look at it that way. Yeah. By the way, folks, if your emergency reserves are eighty thousand dollars, I'm okay if you don't want to get one of those. If your emergency reserves are twelve dollars and you're living month to month, maybe a little comfort might yeah. be in order in yeah. terms of having that as a backup okay so so they definitely have their uses and yeah you can you can borrow money for it's a free country you can borrow for whatever you want okay wants versus needs we're not we don't we don't judge but as long as you can afford it and as long as you get on a, a schedule to pay it back which is the hard part it's so easy if they don't send you a fixed bill every month where you got to send this much capital back it's so easy if you had an expensive month, eh, just pay the interest this month. I'm not going to worry about it. They only ever send you a bill for the interest, right. folks. Hello? Right. Oh, so 10 years from now, you got a whole bunch of uh, money you got to pay back. By the way, they usually turn into pumpkins after 10 years. They, <laughs> they don't disappear, but they come due and they change into loans, usually most of them after 10 years, okay? So it's just another form of a home mortgage. It's easier to get in trouble, okay? You have to be really careful about that. But by the way, here's a really, an, you know, probably the primary other reason to have uh, one of these uh, on, on, on board. Uh, you know, you're about to sell your home. You're about to buy another home. You don't have enough money for a down payment, okay? And you need to come up with $80,000 to do the new home, and you're comfortable you're going to sell the old one. Well, if you have a credit line, you can write an $80,000 check. You know, if you sell your home in three months, they'll charge you three months' worth of interest on $80,000, and you got the home of your dreams because you had the money to do that. If you didn't have an equity line... You couldn't have gotten that one sort of a thing. But, yes, they, they need discipline. Mm -hmm. They need understanding. Well, we, we hope you have that. You know? And, you know, one other, um, you know, just talking about the interest rates, you know, so the, you know, credit cards, higher interest rates yep. because it's, I guess, you know, what they call unsecured debt. Yep. Yep. And they're probably in the teens, right? You know, 15 Oh, mid-teens. Yeah, mid-teens, yeah. Uh, versus the home equity uh, line, which is... Oh, they're low and cheap. Well, because it's secured by, you know, your yep. home. You yep. know, you have equity in the home, so... Spend your home. Right, so they're able to give you a lower interest rate. Yeah, and these days it's... It's probably, yeah, 3%, you know, plus or minus. Um, and it's tax deductible. Not that that counts for much anymore these days for most people. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the same, I think the same, you know, I think you mentioned earlier about, you know, your rule of thumb for putting something on a charge card is that hopefully you can pay it back within three months, yep. right? Or less. Um, I think there should be a similar sort of, uh, it's not going to be the same time lane, but yeah. there should be a similar thought process when taking out a home equity line yeah. that hopefully you can pay back the, within a few the, years, maybe, and because, be, because it's a floating yeah. rate. And, and be rate, disciplined yeah. about right, it. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, yeah. so all right, I'm going to test your, your age right. knowledge here. Yeah. If I say the word layaway, yeah. do you know what that is? I do. <laughs> okay, just check it, okay? Yeah. I, I can clearly remember growing up, Okay, and my mum and dad. Sears and, layaway. Okay. Yeah, they, they, or K, exactly. Yeah. Okay, or, uh, I remember okay. seeing it at Kmart. Yeah, yeah, yep. and, Kmart and, too. Yep. And when it came to Christmas shopping, charge cards were non-existent, and and the store said, you know, if you want to just buy these things, okay, and come and pay us X amount for the next couple of months, comes Christmas time, you'll be paid out. Yeah. Oh, what a novel idea! Kind of save for something before you do it. So did, did they charge you interest on those? Okay, or was it, it, it was probably negligible okay. given the circumstances. Yeah. But it was only yeah, at the most it would be for a year. You could have the Christmas layaway plan for a year, sort yeah. of a thing. But but you know, it's you know that we had charge cards and nobody talks about that anymore. But it was a disciplined way. Let's see, to buy something you couldn't afford, but. You could afford it if you worked towards going to it. Yeah. Now we don't have to worry about that. We just have to buy it and figure out how to pay for it <laughs> later. Right. Okay. Okay. Danger, danger, Will Robinson, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I know that one too. I know that one. There too. you go. I was just uh, checking on that. That's, okay. Uh, what, Lost in space. Yeah. Right? There you go. Okay. I think I saw. It was probably reruns that I saw. But. Okay. We can probably finish up this show with a bang with just talking about other loans in general. They they all fake folks. They they all work the same way. You borrow some money. You pay it for a period of time, and you pay principal and interest. That's, that's I did. That's, I did find you know. a number real just real quick. On, uh, uh, I found I, so I found a home equity loan calculator yep, yep, on okay. nerdwallet.com. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so I, yeah, I used your number. So yep. current home value six hundred thousand. Yep. Uh, outstanding balance on the mortgage is three hundred thousand, 
and I said I have excellent credit, you know, 740 plus. Of course. And uh, everybody has. Okay. It says you could potentially borrow 180,000. Out of 300. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're 50, more, or 60, yeah. Yeah, 50 yeah. 60, maybe 65%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're yeah. covering themselves. Good yeah. point. Yeah. All right. So we didn't have a bad guess then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So folks, uh, so loans can get you in trouble. You know, debt management is the official term in our business. Okay. Here's a terrifying one. And we could probably spend a few moments. It's called college costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, so, so here's the deal, folks. Okay. If you're, if you are going to pay X percent of your children's education, there are only three ways you can do that. You can save in advance. You can take it out of your cash flow, if that's possible. Or you can borrow money. Mm-hmm. There, are, there, are, <laughs> there are no other options, folks, about how this works. Okay? Uh, and, and the costs are frightening. Have you been... What, what's, the, what, what's your latest? Yeah. Uh, so, well... You know, we often use uh, like UMass Amherst yeah. as a proxy. And where is that? I think it's around thirty thousand okay. a year. She was twenty five a few years ago. Yeah, Kirk. yeah. yeah okay. I mean, that's everything. That's tuition <laughs> yeah. and room good, and board. Good. Everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, for in state. Yeah. 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 So, so one of the the biggest places that that any any parents can get into trouble. And let's face it, you love your kids and you want to do the best. And if you don't think about it too much, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble with college stuff. Okay. So you know, at, at, if you do the basic. UMass education, it's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per per kid mm-hmm. in okay. today's dollars. In today's dollars, and let's just pretend that that's what you want to obligate yourself for. Well, okay. So if you've got three kids and you and adjust those numbers for inflation, do you have any idea what that does to your finances and your retirement? Okay, most people, mm-hmm. most people don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the, at the very beginning of this show, we said if you had a comprehensive written financial plan in place, I, I can guarantee you that college costs and whether you can afford it and how much you can afford are baked into that plan and you would know that. But if you think you can get yourself in the trouble with home mortgages, you can probably get yourself in at least as much trouble with college loans given the circumstances. The costs are just frightening, okay? And they go up every year. God knows I, I, they can't keep doing that, but they do, sort and, of a thing. And okay. I mean, and, and that's a... You know, then we're not even talking about private no, institutions. No, oh, I no, mean, no, no. Yeah, and and yeah. again, private schools will say, well, yeah, but you can get scholarships. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, just start with something you know. UMass folks, great education for 90% of the people who, who you go to college. The 10% who know exactly what they want to do, maybe that's a different story. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's at least a benchmark. Uh, you know, well, you know, how, how do you, how do you, if you don't think about that, what, what, what's the plan? How, 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 how do they do it? Well, I mean, ideally, I, I, number one is you save for it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's I, you if, know. if you can, yeah, okay, you, know. you make that an expense in your life. But if you didn't think about worrying about it, and if you didn't cost it out and have a plan, you don't know how much to even start with or what you're going to afford, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, but there obviously there are calculators yeah, where you can yeah. do the math and say, yeah. okay, it's going to be this, yeah. and you can do the inflation yeah. and figure yeah. out what it's going to be in the in eighteen years from now. If, yeah. you, if you have a, a child that's just being born, you can figure out what that is, and if you want to try to save ahead of time, you can we can calculate yeah. that. You know, here's what you yeah. need to put away every month in order to have. The, the, the cost covered. Oops, I can't do that. Well, okay, then the next thing it's is, chunk is there any, you know, then yeah. is there any room in your cash flow or then you're going to have to put some loans? Well, that can be modeled. Most folks can't do that at home, but that can be modeled in some serious financial planning software. <laughs> you know, and and the, other, the other emotional part about this is who doesn't want to do the best for your kids? But what kid who's 17 wants to know what they do for the rest of their life? In terms, they're going to change majors, majors about four times. They're probably going to change careers about three times. Okay, uh, and so... What, what does a 17 or 18-year-old kid know about what they're going to really do for the rest of their lives? And how much did you want to pay for that if it's unknown? Uh, a small percentage. Yeah, yeah. 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 Know, know that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the other you know, emotional thing that goes with all that, and it's it's talk about emotions crossing swords with finances, is that uh, I, there's a pretty healthy percentage of parents who don't agree about how they should go about funding college for their kids. Okay, one, one, one might say, let's do it all. One might say, let's do none of it or somewhere in between. But it's in, in I don't know about yours, but in my experience, 40 years and counting, um, there's a fairly good percentage of married folks who don't have the same take on how you should do college. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and so that's just another 
block to try to deal with all this stuff. Okay, you know, well, so let's see. So, folks, if you're 25 or 30 or 35 years old and you got kids and you're probably worrying about college before you worry about retirement. Maybe, maybe. Okay, if you are, that's a that's not necessarily a good thing because <laughs> you might get your college squared away and retirement might be in a little bit yeah, of trouble. Okay, yeah. one of the things we love to do with folks who have not yet get kids through their college is you can bake those college expenses into our, our financial plan and you can give people an idea of what they can afford and maybe what they can afford and what they're thinking about doing are, are like three universes apart given the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you want to know that when you're 35 or when you're 55 and it's too late? You know, sort of a thing would be my question. <laughs> okay. Or as you said earlier, maybe you just don't want to know. Yeah, or you don't want to. And that, and that it's only getting worse yeah. and, and whatever sort of thing. So it's it's just such an emotional thing. But believe me, mm-hmm. everybody goes through those things, folks. But it is a significant expense in folks' lives. And whether you can afford it or not and how you go about doing that, it's just a huge deal, huh? you know, whatever. So so f- for you folks who have kids, okay, that are not at college age, okay, that's like, you know, y- if we can't get you excited about retirement, who is? We can certainly get you excited about, well, let's, let's do the college thing and, oh, yeah. Should we throw a few bucks in for your retirement while it adds and yeah, see where it goes, yeah, right? Sort of yeah. a thing. But how, how do you, you know, what, what, what's your take? You see a lot of younger folks than I do. What, what, what's, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, you, you have to balance it, right? I mean, that's, to me, that that's what you have to do. You, you, you know, you can't just focus on one. You have to look at both of them. Um, you know, retirement, as we talked about, time is on your side. And the more money you can get in there now the better off you'll be down the road because, you know, you have that time to have it grow and compound. But if, you know, when you have the college conversation, everybody's got a different priority, right? As far as how much, you know, if it's how important it is to them to pay that cost or how much of it they want to pay. And it's up to us to show them what they can do. Yeah. And then they have to, you know, and then and then we talk about what we think they should do. Yeah, right. And then ultimately they choose. They make their choice. But if you don't have the information, how can you make a reasonable choice? I mean, so I guess, you know, the best thing is ideally you're going to do a little bit of both, right? And, yeah. and, and it may not be 100% of yeah. what you want to do. Yep. Uh, but doing a little bit is better than nothing. Yeah. And, you know, try, trying to cover, you know, cover as many of the bases as you can yeah. at the best percentage as you can is, yep. is the best. And, and we've had some folks who've said, my children's college education is more important than my retirement. If, you know, here's the math and we're going to do the college thing. And if, uh, if I, we have to work longer or whatever, that's fine. That, that, that's their decision. Yeah, that's their decision. Our, our, our job is to give people enough sensible, meaningful information so that they can make those decisions about life sort of a thing. That's all. And and if they ever ask us opinion, our opinion, we'll tell them what we think about it, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. But yeah, it's just such a, oh, it's just such a scary topic. You, you know? know, and uh, one, you know, I think one of the, um, this is a, something I remember from you saying, you know, over the years is that, you know, the, the parents you know, or, or I'm sorry, well, rather the child, the child have, they've got longer time to figure this out. Yep. Right. Yeah. To, to, you know, versus the yeah. parent, the parent, yeah. if they do this yeah. late in their life, yep. they don't have as much time to recover from it. Um, you know, the, 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 the student or the, you know, the college student, they've got a longer time to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no parent wants to saddle them with a bunch of debt and have them yeah. have to work out of that, but they've got, you know, 60 years to, to figure it out versus, <laughs> You know, the parents, they just don't have that yeah. kind of time frame. You know, speaking as a, a biology education major from Tufts with a Ph.D. in uh, educational administration, <laughs> hello, you know, I've been a financial advisor for 40 years mm-hmm. of my life. Go yeah. figure. So yeah. I, but ki- ki- kids, what percentage of you think of your children really know what they're going to do for the rest of their lives and are motivated enough to do that? That ought to kind of put things in perspective about how all that works. You know, I look back and say, you know, I could have saved a Villanova in Providence <laughs> College education with the way things ended up in the McNamara claim. Yeah. But I'm uh, just kidding. But, yeah. but, that, but you know, you just don't know how life goes and, you know, I don't know. But anyway, so I, I didn't mean to get too much of a rant on rave on college stuff, but it is... Probably besides a mortgage or buying a house, maybe more so, the, one of the biggest financial decisions of your life. And every time you have a kid, that just multiplies uh, given the circumstances. Yeah, if you get two or three, yeah. co- yeah. two or three kids, it, it yeah. is the size of a mortgage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're you're right. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, you know, I, let, let's not get into the government wanting to pay off all kids' college education. You know, nobody takes responsibility for anything, right? We can just borrow. By the way, I, I don't know if it's still the case. This always just scared the heck out of me. If you're a parent and you want to borrow college money for your kids, I think it's called a parent the plus, plus loan. loan yeah. 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 yeah, there are no underwriting. Requirement. Maybe they've cracked down on that. Do you know anything about that? I think that? it's still pretty easy oh, to okay. borrow money. Yeah. So, so if you're yeah. a you're, if you're a, a parent, single or married, doesn't make any difference. And breathing. And, and breathing. Yeah. Okay. And no other no other requirements. Yeah. You can pick up a telephone and borrow borrow at least as much as your kids' college cost the first year. Yeah. Okay. Without any without any underwriting requirements, yeah. whether you can afford to do so or not. Which is maybe why we're hearing a whole lot about people having college loans they can't afford. You know, kind of given the circumstances. But I I digress a little bit from that main point, so sorry about that. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. okay, so college loans, the biggie, mortgages, the biggie, charge cards, the biggie, in the cash flow kind of a thing, okay? The, 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 the golden rule of financial planning is live within your means, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the few folks... It's easy. Yeah, it, it, the, <laughs> the few folks that we've met that have done that in in our in, in my professional career, okay, uh, th- it's not it's not a high percentage, okay. And by the way, those folks have more than enough money that they ever need in retirement. And what we have to do with those folks is tell them to loosen up and start spending some money. I mean, you can think of a few of the yeah. people, oh, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sort of a yeah. thing. So if you can live within your means, and if you can count. Okay, saving for retirement and college, okay, within those as expenses. And if you have a comprehensive retirement plan that you can visit every year or two, hey, your odds just went up, I guess, is where I'm going. So, we've okay, I'm going to, you, you get the summary comments for the next minute. Okay, you want to okay. do a financial plan commercial or what do you want to do here? You're, sure. I'll stop talking. Two minutes. Well, okay. Well, for starters, I'll give out the uh, that email oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one more okay. time. Yeah. So. So we do have, you know, we kind of have some bullet points and some notes on uh, what we've been speaking about today. And then give them the teaser about next next show, too. You know? Okay, well, what's yeah. the next show? Yeah, we're going to get into investments. we got more oh, to okay. go here. we right. got a lot more stuff to go here. Yeah, I know. We only got about halfway down the uh, the checklist. Yeah. Uh, so if you'd like to see the checklist uh, and or get a preview of next week, uh, you can send an email to questions at com. Uh, and just, you know, a quick note, either if you want the uh, the short version or the long version, uh, and we can uh, send that to you. Um, so today, you know, we've been talking about, you know, uh, financial year in review, uh, a good time to kind of look back uh, over what happened last year, uh, think about, you know, changes that, that perhaps you meant to make last year. Well, now's a good opportunity to make them for, uh, for 2022. Um, and, you know, that, that we're talking about, you know, setting up emergency reserves, um, you know, managing your debt effectively, hopefully not taking on too much debt. Uh, you can't service it. Uh, and, and all other aspects of uh, your financial life. So, um, all right, we're going to sign off here in a second. Uh, you've been listening to Kirk Reed and Mike McNamara, the senior partner of McNamara <laughs> Financial. Uh, Hope you have a wonderful weekend, and uh, thanks for listening.